internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Uh, today, we have finished playing through all of 1-4 Turnabout Goodbyes, which is the final case of the game originally, uh, until uh, the re-release in 2005 on the DS, which added a fifth case after this. But uh, for all intents and purposes, for the original 2001 release, this was it. This wrapped up the entire game series, or the entire first game, right here, uh, and and brought it all to a close. Um, this case ends with a credit sequence. When we play 1-5, uh, two weeks from now, that will also have a new credit sequence added on the end. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of fun. Um but yes, this is Turnabout Goodbyes. This uh, takes a lot from the previous couple cases and tries to integrate them all into one here to provide a comprehensive conclusion uh, to the game. The defendant this time around that Phoenix is defending is Miles Edgeworth, uh, none other than his rival. Uh, who has been uh, arrested for the murder of a former defense attorney. Uh, and the prosecutor this time around is Manfred von Karma, uh, Edgeworth's mentor. Um, so there's uh, one case going on here, the primary case, which is defending Edgeworth and proving his innocence. And then there's also this backup case happening where uh, the DL6 incident you know, has kind of come back in. You know, we, we've gotten hints and teases about it throughout the earlier cases, and now they're finally uh, bringing it up. And, uh, you know, you also basically have to resolve uh, a portion of the DL6 incident here in this case uh, to bring it full circle. Um, so I guess uh, as we go through it here, we'll take it just uh, quote unquote day by day since there's three days to this case mm -hmm. and do the first investigation and courtroom segment um, in which uh, Maya and Phoenix hear about the incident with Miles on the news and immediately rush to Gord Lake uh, where uh, there have also been rumors of Gordy you know, a uh, Loch Ness monster alike uh, that people have been looking for out on this lake. And uh, they meet uh, a photographer there uh, who is uh, supposedly taking photos uh, for uh, research, um, but uh, is clearly here because she wants to find out about uh, Gordy. Uh, and so there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of content. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on here at the start, but uh, I guess, yeah, um, for setting all this up, uh, Tiago, what were your what were your thoughts as we as you like started this case here? Um, low key, I thought that Miles did do it. I was like, 
Oh, okay. I, Loki, I was like, because... You were convinced by the, the intro video. Well, yeah. First of all, they have the Columbo-esque intro video in which that they show uh, Miles Edgeworth holding the gun and made me think that this man clearly did fire it, but then he's holding it. Uh, well, um, I, I think that initially I thought to myself, yeah, he did it, but it was probably like accidental manslaughter. And then... <laughs> They make it a point that, like, halfway through this case that you talk to another attorney and he goes, accidental murder is still murder. And I'm like, no, but I guess for the context of this game, yes. Yeah. We, 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 we muddle the terms. We muddle the terms quite a bit here. Uh, using the term murder. Uh, I, I despite screaming. accidental manslaughter. <laughs> Literally. The actual key term. Screaming in my own home. I was so furious. <laughs> I literally, I was like, all right, so in this universe, if you were accidentally caused the death of another being, that is murder, and you will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. No such thing as accidental murder. Which is apparently three days. That's the full extent of the law. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I thought the case was, like, I liked the case. I had myself frustrated. And I was very close to looking up an answer to the guide, which was simply like, it was day two. So day one, you spend investigating Gord Lake. You meet Lotta Hart. Right. Uh, day two, you go back to Gord Lake to investigate. And you find out uh, Lotta Hart has information that you need. And that information can only be given once you find out her true ulterior, which is Dor- Gordy. <laughs> find out who right. Gordy is. Um, Larry, Larry's here again? Yeah, Larry's (laughs) back. Larry's back, and I do like Larry. Um, he did make things more complicated, but he did save us. So, you know, take him, take him or leave him, you know? Um, Right. See, I, so the issue that I had is that, like, I figured out what Gordy was, which was an, an inflatable steel samurai suit with the flags wrapped around it stuck in the lake but the issue that i had is i didn't know how to proceed so i like literally went to every single fucking page in the game talked to interacted with every object and then realized that all i had to do was talk to larry about it and larry's like oh yeah here's it's him i just forgot that talking to characters was an option as -hmm. opposed to just presenting them (laughs) evidence because at this point, I've just reached the whole, like, all right, I interact with the character. I show them every piece of evidence in my pocket, <laughs> see how they react, and then proceed from there. Um, I, and then the third day was you finding out more about the DL6 incident, which was referenced in case two. I, I enjoyed this case a lot. My issues with this case was that, like, I, as an adult human being in the real world, was like, low-key, if he did it, I don't think he's gonna go to jail. It's like, manslaughter at best, right? And then people were like, ah, no, that's murder. And I was like, oh. Well, now yes, I gotta defend him, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they, the thing is, is they don't, uh, they set the stakes in that Miles is gonna confess about this. Miles is convinced that he's the one who, you know, killed his father. Spoilers! Uh, you know, well, listen, this is all, this is all open <laughs> I, spoilers at this point. I freaked <laughs> out. Fuck out! Thank God, I swear I was losing it. I was so excited. 
was like, <laughs> but, oh my god, he thinks he killed his dad. Perfect. Yeah. But they don't set up. They don't set up what, uh, what like what the consequences of him confessing are. Like, yeah, Von Karma wants to win this case to preserve his perfect record, and Phoenix doesn't want Miles to be harmed or in any way. You know, go to prison or or something like that. But they don't explicitly say like what the actual legal consequences are of. <laughs> You know, they they just, they just leave it vague for you to, oh, well, I don't know what he could be charged with after this. Uh, he's just going to confess, you know. Nothing. No, you can't he, confess. Can't it's not charged, true, Miles. You can't be charged with anything. He was eight. Right, exactly. And you you talked to uh, us briefly about this, Rose, on, on the stream uh, when we brought it up a little bit, uh, that uh, you were very passionate about this point in particular, that, uh, yes, he's eight. He can't, can't really be charged by this. It's It's... It just doesn't... Uh... It's not even accidental manslaughter in the state of California. I mean, Japanifornia. Right. Go watch the stream at YouTube and, uh, YouTube.com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that's, that's totally I'll, the URL. Yep. I'll slow, I'll slow down on the legal mumbo-jumbo, but, which is not really mumbo-jumbo because I don't actually know anything. But I do Wait, know how yeah. to read a website. Real talk? I forgot that he was fucking eight at the time. <laughs> He was a legit child in yeah. shorts and shit. He was also wearing a cravat at eight, so like you know, oh yeah, a cravat and you shorts. Cannot, even if a child is wearing a cravat, that you cannot be charged as an adult is morally yeah, the, wrong. The, so how they, like the case breakdown of like the killer of the man the in the killer. lake turns out to be the security guard who was also in the elevator where. Miles' father got killed, and Miles and the earthquake. I, I, I feel like I should. Should we do like proper case breakdowns, or we explain beat by beat, or is that just like too much? Uh, at, at this point, I, I, I feel like, we, like we can, like I said, we can break it down day by day. I, I but uh, we don't have to get into like e- presenting each, yeah, each like little piece of evidence and that sort of thing. Like, let, let's go by, uh, kind of just by day and character here. So, like, first day the main thing is to kind of start proving that there's doubt that miles pulled the trigger on the guy. Right. And mm-hmm. you're doing that through a lot of hearts photography evidence. That's, that's like the main pull at that. And that's what gets you to the end of day one of court and gets you out of there. Um, so like, I guess I'll put it like this. What do y'all think? A lot of heart, uh, Rose. <laughs> what do I think? Um, I thought she was cute. Yeah, we'll cute. go around the table. I thought she was cute. Uh, cryptid hunting is uh, a thing that dear to my heart. God love everybody who does it. Uh, yeah. You know, she definitely was a little bit like, wow, you really don't understand how court cases work. Stuff. <laughs> but that, yeah, she does. Every single witness I've encountered, other than uh, April May, who knew exactly how it worked and was playing me like a fiddle. Right. And I miss her. God, I miss her. I should call her. Oh, yes, in prison. Um, call, call her on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Call her on my um, flip phone. Yeah. Uh, like 2005. So then, uh, Tiago, any any lot of hard opinions? 
I actually love her character. I love her design. I think she's fun. Um, I like a witness who's sort of antagonistic to the ca- to the player. Oh like, baby! Oh baby! <laughs> she's literally like that. Sure is the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that's the thing, though, right? Is that like every other witness is also sort of antagonistic towards the player, but like a lot of heart sends you on a fucking fetch quest. Right. She literally <laughs> derails your investigation in order to get a piece of evidence for her benefit. Um, I I have mixed feelings about it because like. I should like her character. I was like, if I was not playing this game, I'd be like, wow, a lot of heart's really cool. But the fact that I had to sit there and be like, a lot of heart, do you actually know what the fuck you're talking about? And she goes, yeah, of course I do. And I go, really? Do you? And she goes, no, my bad. Like, what she the eventually fu-? told the truth. Yeah. Two questions. She like, she was just in my way, and I was like, please, I'm trying to save a man's life and she's like i'm trying to catch a murderer i'm southern um <laughs> yeah i also oh, that's she's supposed to have like an osaka accent right there's no way yeah we we yeah. double checked then when we were on the stream we were like well, she's got to have an osaka accent right and yes that's that was exactly the case so yeah. yep uh, good old-fashioned uh anime localization of turning osakans into southern any, I feel like <laughs> you know. any funny accent that a character has in a localization, you look it up and you're like, oh, they originally had an Asakan accent. Like, yep. you guys have any other accents that I we're going to just kind of turn them into all this one? Like, I think in Danganronpa 2, there's a character who was supposed to have an Osaka accent and they gave him like a Louisiana accent. Yeah, like, just like deep highly south. specific. Okay, like in, southern bayou. Yeah, yeah I was gonna wheel. say that's like that's like deep south accent. Yeah, and I was like, that's like we've been down here in in the swamp up to our waist since we've it, been born. It's kind of. I was just like, huh? Wasn't there a piece of media that gave us socket accents, like Jersey accents? And I think that's actually the funniest way to interpret that. <laughs> any <laughs> any accent, <laughs> just always this character originally had a socket accent. Yes, that's fair. Um, uh, she was she was the only person we interviewed day one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Oh, uh, she Merry was... Christmas, everybody! Oh, Merry Christmas! This <laughs> place on Christmas. Yeah, that's a exactly. Key point. The iconic, uh, the iconic uh, Phoenix Wright meme. Uh, you know, uh, if it was prior to midnight on Christmas, it wasn't Christmas yet. Almost Christmas doesn't mean it's Christmas. Um, uh, almost Christmas means it wasn't Christmas. Uh, Desi, did you have any lot of hard opinions uh, revisiting her this time around? Um, I used to remember liking her kind of fondly in the beginning, but my brain painted her. I thought she was black from my memory, I think because of her hair. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe I had an issue with her hair looking like that too back when I was first playing the game. And I'm like, why is her hair like that and she's not black? Like she has a little almost like a little red hair afro type style so i don't know if my brain just did that on purpose or what but i don't remember hating her Mm -hmm. i remember kind of thinking she was kind of a cute character but i think this time around with how much gets in the way of stuff right um she ended up being more obnoxious but i think that's just you know coming from playing the game to playing it again it's like Oh, I remember her being kind of cool, but now I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I 
to slightly jump off of that, um, we don't have to like delve into this, but something I picked up on uh, when we were playing through the game again is Larry Butts's uh, new girlfriend, Keyonce. And it just feels like they that needs that would have been localized differently nowadays. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's I... just a little it's just a little bit on the edge of a black stereotype. And I'm just like, well, are you sure about this one, folks? Are you sure about this one? Um, but, uh, like I said, we don't have to get into the details on that one. Cause I think we're all on the same page there, but I, I, I raised an eyebrow or two seeing those lines go past. <laughs> I just sort of saw it and went, eh, and like sped through. Yep. Because at that point, like what else can you do? Yeah. Uh, I will say it is nice, uh, to see Larry again, uh, in his goofy, uh, outfit, um, his goofy Santa outfit and uh selling samurai dogs selling samurai dogs it's so funny that that's (laughs) that that's what they decided to localize them at is samurai dogs um i they needed to pull a poll from the previous case and how else to do it than to include the silver samurai once again deal fuck (laughs) uh that's how memorable that character was (laughs) from takumi's oh he comes up more yeah, uh, from Takumi's blog, he he mentioned that um, some of his inspiration for this case, he was he was writing turnabout samurai uh, dialogue and the like the intricate details of the case during the day, but then during the night he was hammering out the structure of case four and trying to figure out what he would put in it. Um, so he was working on both cases at the same time, and he does mention uh, his exact quote is. What started it was an amusement program on television. It was a corner that introduced a funny news, funny news from all over the world. And they talked about a certain incident, a blank. He censors it here for some reason, flew 70 meters through the sky with a big bang and flew through the window of a home. That was funny. It was definitely funny, but it made me think dot, dot, dot. Um, I tried to Google uh various news articles to see if i could figure out what news item he's referring to uh i could not find it unfortunately how could this uh, be censored it has to be still though right or well something? that's the thing it, it, or or branded that was the only other thing uh... i could think of is something that's branded and he didn't want to say the exact brand thing because again if something flew through the air with the big bang and landed in somebody's home through their window like and that's where he got the idea for the steel samurai balloon like blowing up into the lake um yeah it it could be a dildo it could be it could be just like a like a mickey mouse balloon or something or you know something like that and he just didn't want to say i don't know why uh but uh but yeah i tried to search for it and i could not find it because i wanted to figure out what was the inspiration for this and i it Granted, this would have been an article from like 1999 or 2000 at this point, um, so it's a little tough to to do digging for, you know, oddball, uh, you know, comedy uh, news articles uh, from that time period. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, he, he also then brings up that uh, he went back to his old uh, canard from the producer who told him, uh, when you want higher ratings, bring out kids and animals. And so that's why he brought in Polly the Parrot. Uh, so, uh, as we, uh, get into, like, day two, then you get introduced to the, um, the noodle shop owner slash boat shop rental manager. (laughs) 
who yeah. uh, is Yan, 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 Yanni Yogi. Um, we don't know that. Well, at this I mean, point, yeah, I mean, we don't know it at this point, but yes, uh, he's just called. He's just called Uncle. Right? Did you go? Did you guys like this bit with Phoenix and Maya having to pretend to be his his like kids, <laughs> you know, and pretending to take on like this this weird bit where they're not they they don't know yet that he's faking it this whole time. <laughs> I think that like I was just looking at him and I was just like, this man is supposed to clearly be drunk, right? Like I, I do not interpret his character as someone who was senile or whatever. Extensive brain damage. Yeah, like from oxygen deprivation. I read him and I was like, "You're clearly supposed to be drunk, right? Like you're just supposed to be a drunk dude inside of a, a like a building, and that's cool, man. But then like you can't show drunk kids children. I mean, you can't. Well, first of all, you should not be drunk as a child. Um, mm. the sentence I want to say is. That you can't show a drunk person to a child, so they have to, like, localize him as, like, he has brain problems. And I'm like, is that better? Is that better to... I, I mean, that, that, that's what it is in the Japanese version, too. So that was the oh, original. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the that's the original setup. Because, it, it, yeah, it is the oxygen deprivation, is wow. my understanding. Is that that's consistent, I, I believe. Um, you know what? Then I'm the asshole here, because I just assumed he was drunk. <laughs> I, I straight up was like... This man treats to me as a drug. Like, we even, like, do the whole, like, yeah, anything you say, man. Like, that's how I would respond to a drug person if they talk to me. How I respond um, to a drunk person is, get the fuck out of my way. I gotta cross-examine your parrot. I know exactly. this meme. I need you to move. And he I'll just, talk to Polly. He just would not stop talking and doing that long animation. And... The animation was actually the fucking worst. I actually hate that. Yeah. I think we are all in agreement on that one. It's the just a little bit too popping. long. Because you can't mash through it. Like, you gotta play the fucking animation. And I'm like, there's a man's life at stake, Sarah. Can you please pop your nose He falls asleep tomorrow? every single fucking time. I wanted to mash that button so hard, and it was not doing anything. No. Um, it was very frustrating playing it during study hall when you only have about 30, 45 minutes to play. And that shit's taking forever. That sounds you incredible. You got to play video games during study hall? Yep. We were allowed to do whatever we wanted during study hall. What the fuck? I had to study. <laughs> <laughs> no, study hall was just, I didn't want to take an elective class. I had to at least pretend to No, I didn't take study hall until year. Yeah, I had to play my PSP in history class like the rest of us. <laughs> nope, I played it with, I played it in the middle of study hall every single day with two friends leaning over my shoulders. There Aww. you go. That's friendship. Uh, that is friendship. Friendship I, is is to catch a murderer. Yes. I so like day two involves the um the cross examination of the caretaker turns out to be Yana Yogi, who is the security guard from the original incident that resulted in Miles Edgeworth's father's mm-hmm. death. DL six. DL six. Um and then the second character you cross examine is after the fucking verdict. Larry Butts, who's like, no, let's, I want to save Edgy, and shit like that. Uh, I, is that allowed? Can you just continue the fucking court case after a verdict? Uh, in you this, can, you can in this game. You just yeah, appealed it, really fast. Right. <laughs> it's just instant, <laughs> instant appeals. Yeah, uh, 
the judge just says, I retract that last statement, and then it ha- it is. It is law. I immediately, I immediately declare double jeopardy and get Miles Edwards off. <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah, that's how that works. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- this the the games... I'm trying to remember how often this, this happens in the future, but uh, I think they lay off the post-judgment twists uh, and instead start to have them keep them right before judgment because uh, yeah. I think people uh, really start to associate seeing not guilty as like case is over kind of thing. Um, but uh, case definitely still fucking went. But yes, here it keeps going. Uh, one thing we haven't really touched on here uh, is the new villain, uh, which is Von Karma. Um, Manfred Von Karma. Manfred Von it's not, Karma. Yeah, you're not just you're not just against another prosecutor. This is literally. A piece of shit human being. Yeah, I got yeah, pretty I mean, tired of him immediately. They really play him up here. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what, A, was he intimidating, or B, was he just frustrated? I forgot his voice was as low as it was. Dude, <laughs> legit, like... So low! When he said objection, I felt like I was being choked in an RPG. <laughs> like, I felt like I got attacked <laughs> for, like, 9,999 damage. This man was like, the voice doesn't match the body. It definitely feels like uh, they they tuned it down uh, a couple octaves in the audio editing software. Why they give a pussy such a big voice? (laughs) I, like, Manfred von Karma is the mentor of Miles Edgeworth, which is why he's, like, the demon of the courtroom or whatever. So, like, this man's shittier, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he legit, like, told the witness not to say shit. And was like, hey, don't say this. And I was like, hey, why'd you tell him not to say that? And he goes, Edgeworth did that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I also think Edgeworth was shitty. I I also (laughs) thought Edgeworth was a piece of shit when he did it, weirdly enough. Um, But, like, this man is, on the third day, even shittier. (laughs) (laughs) He straight up is like, manhandling the judge at this point like fucking telling him how to do his job I uh, so here's the thing is that I've absorbed a lot of information I predict information. this will end in three minutes three exactly minutes that's ah, three minutes have passed um, I like I was trying to figure out why I've never heard about this man through my osmosis of the Phoenix Wright series and I'm like why doesn't anyone ever talk about Manfred von Karma? And that becomes exceedingly clear by the, <laughs> by the end of the third day, and I was like, "Oh, that's why no one." Yeah, because he's a, he's a one and done. Yeah, and um, I've heard there's something better to talk about for the von Karma name. I learned a spoiler. Yeah, don't and, worry, we'll get there very soon. Uh, yeah. I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got, so I didn't think about redirected. <laughs> I didn't think I would remember until it got brought up, and I was like. Hey, wait a second. This is a video game. No one just shares names for no reason. <laughs> uh, that's why, yeah. like, yeah. so on the second day, you have to connect the caretaker as Yana Yogi and, ha- and, like, say that this case has something to do with the DL6 incident. Mm-hmm. So, like, before I had to do that, I was just reviewing the DL6 case, and I was like, hey, huh, your wife's name's Polly, which is the same name as your parent. Weird. Mm, and starting to piece that the, together early. 
literally in the car case, they go, oh, by the way, what's the bird's name? I was like, it's fucking Paul. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Larry literally saved a life by being the most competent person he could be. And that's what it's important. He was listening to the radio. And I don't think it was a crime for him to listen to the radio. But he made it seem like it was a crime to listen to the radio. <laughs> a requests show, a, a Christmas uh, Christmas Eve requests only show. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, uh, here's the thing, though, because uh, I, I, I'll, I'll pivot here. Uh, Larry, in addition to uh, saving a life, though, here's the thing. He kind of set things on their on this entire path in the first place as we get revealed phoenix's and miles's like backstory in fourth grade that oh, set them yeah. on the on the path to become you know attorneys uh in which you know phoenix is get, gets accused of stealing somebody's lunch money right and they have a court yeah, a, a class trial, which is which is insane that the teacher lets this happen. First of all, and then Miles defends Phoenix, you know, and and gets gets him off, you know, but proves that he's innocent. And uh, Larry, who wasn't there, he he's just like, oh yeah, no, of course it was that was great. Uh, and then and, you know, at the end, it's revealed that Larry was the one who took the money in the first place as he returns it to Miles. I. Um, and it's you think it's the exact same money? You think it's like he just took like exact $38. It's like literally the same physical bills. Yeah. He never opened it, he just took it to fuck about. Well so as I was uh doing some research here, uh again, this is uh this is uh this quotes from the Kyakuten Saiban Library. Uh the translator there, Ash, they have done some incredible work translating all of Takumi's old blogs. Thank you so much, Ash. Takumi writes about something almost exactly like this happening to him when he was a kid. So the exact quote is, so this happened to be when I was in second grade of elementary school. I was playing in the schoolyard when I found a piggy bank that was thrown away in the garbage disposal, garbage disposal area. There was one coin worth five yen inside. I didn't think much of it and put it in my pocket. The next day, I was made to stand in front of a girl that I didn't know in a different classroom. A teacher I didn't know was yelling at me, saying, you shouldn't steal. Now go apologize to her. Apparently, that girl's savings box was stolen, and someone had seen me playing with her piggy bank near the garbage disposal area. I only connected the dots later, but that was probably what was going on. No, it wasn't me. I only picked up the one coin. The mind of young me was all blank. I just didn't know what was happening to me. Apologize right away, the hysterical voice of the teacher cried. The piercing, cold eyes of a class I hadn't seen before were aimed at me. I'm sorry, I cried as I bowed my head to the girl I had never seen before. Several times, all because I took one coin of five yen. There was no Miles Edgeworth in that class, so I did not become a defense attorney. But instead, <laughs> I used this story to write the game scenario. So. All's well that ends well. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, buddy. She's going be built different because of that incident. <laughs> and great. So uh, here's, here's the thing. Uh, during the stream, we kind of like laughed at this situation, uh, think, thinking like how silly it would be that this really happens. But uh, guess what? Schools are fucked up. 
I guess this shit really happens. Cool children are truly. I remember the teacher was involved here too. I think is important to be aware of, which is wild. Teachers, I think they just they just got out of reading Lord of the Flies and thought we could do it better than them. We could do it. We could do this. We could have a society. Right, yeah. Wow. We... <laughs> the fact that the teacher just assumed that, that it was the kid, too. Didn't even, like... Oh, my God. If you had an actual class trial, then you would have need to have brought some evidence to prove this one way or the other. <laughs> uh, or you could just make a bunch of fucking conjecture and just assume shit happened the way it did, huh? <laughs> Look at, looking at you from across the room, other this detective video game series. Um, <laughs> so, like... I... Watch out, detective video game series. You might start a new career line for somebody. Who? Oh, God, no. I don't want that. <laughs> God, no. God, imagine that someone becomes a fucking detective or a lawyer because of the dang and romp of video game series. I'd lose my mind. I'd be so scared, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't want them to defend me. Uh, so, like, I... So, Larry. Larry, key pivotal moment in both cases, in almost every case. In, in, in this specific case, I should say. You know what? Let me make that sentence better. Let me try again. Mm-hmm. Larry being pivotal in both the elementary school grade case and the incident here with Miles Edgeworth. I like Larry a lot, and I think he's a fun guy. I like his sprites, his cool and all. I would not want to fucking hang out with him. <laughs> too much goddamn trouble. Like, but, like... Every other day, it's some new shit with him. He's like a fucking always sunny character. And I'm like, <laughs> I can barely handle this. I can barely handle the fact that I have to defend a man from, apparently in a world where accidental slot- manslaughter doesn't exist. I Fuck, dude. Because <laughs> uh, if it was me, I would have just been like, alright, take the accidental manslaughter. We'll fucking try to lower your sentence. Like, I know this is fucked up, but we gotta try our best here, Miles. And Miles would be like, yeah, you're right, absolutely. I don't and, even, like, it can't even be accidental manslaughter, because in order for that to be your sentence, you have to already be committing a different crime, a non-lethal crime. But you have to be committing a crime, and an accident leads to manslaughter. Being at the park late at night. That is... Loitering. Okay, yeah, like, I think the the state of California website gives the example of, like, stealing a bike. Stealing a bicycle, and you bump into somebody, and they fall down and hit their head, and they they have a heart attack and die. That's accidental manslaughter. You have the page open right now? Uh, No, but I did read all of it earlier. Okay, got it. I was like, damn. And I was like, this isn't even it. I did. I told you, I, I got I, really mad. <laughs> got really, okay, fair enough. I feel, I, I feel very strongly that uh, children cannot and should not be convicted of adults. It's actually something I'm very passionate about. And it happens oh, an say, upsetting amount of times. I was going to say that it was accidental manslaughter in the fucking show. I wasn't even talking about the DL6 incident. Oh. I, I was straight up going to get... I, if I was Miles' Edgeworth's lawyer in that case, I would have told him, so he wasn't even guilty of manslaughter. He wasn't even holding the gun. <laughs> yeah, the I'm wrong, not a good lawyer. He's in the wrong <laughs> hand. <laughs> good thing I'm not his fucking lawyer. You are. 
Well, no, Phoenix is. Trust me, she had a better hand. He has way more faith in Miles than I would. Wait until was... you find out who picks the answers for Phoenix in the game. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is that, like, I don't really feel like I'm picking the answers to Phoenix. I'm simply picking the answers that, like, what do I think Phoenix would say? Like, I, that's I feel called like... That's role-playing, baby. I, yeah, that's what's like, wrong with that. I don't feel like I'm in the role. I feel like I'm just, like, another dude in the courtroom, and I have, like, a camera, and every time I... Phoenix does feel like his own character. You you aren't necessarily playing Phoenix. You're just, play, you're just the player character yeah. who is making decisions for him. Like, he goes into his headspace, and you're kind of like the voice inside his head. But you are not Phoenix himself. A second-person video game, finally. (laughs) Um, So, like, I think the thing that, like, I took away most from this case was the fact that, like, in every piece of osmosis I've seen for this piece of media, everyone's just like, Miles is so obsessed with Phoenix, right? And all that stuff. It's the opposite. It's fucking Phoenix who's obsessed with Miles. This man... Turned into a he literally changed his whole career for yep. Miles Edward just to get the chance to talk to him again. Yeah. Just to talk to him again. That was uh, what? that was pretty gay. Like, it's very gay. Oh, um, so extremely. I mean, Miles says some some stuff also that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying that like Miles doesn't have that energy. What I'm saying is that. The clear forward momentum is being caused by Phoenix, right? Like, he is the one driving this, because fucking... So, let's... He- let's. I'm trying to think of the timeline, right? Like, he hears about Edgeworth being a prosecutor mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. age of, like, what, 20? Mm-hmm. 24. 24? Well, no, no he's 24 he- at this current age. He- yeah, but when does he become a prosecutor? Like, age 20? Age 18. Some, like, ridiculously young number. Some ridiculously young age. So, right. like, Phoenix heard about this, like, four to six years ago. And he said to himself, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to take the bar. I'm right going to take now. the fucking bar. <laughs> and I'm going to pass so that I can see Miles again. He said he tried to contact Miles before, and he didn't respond. So he's like, the only way is if I meet him in the courtroom and he's forced to meet me. I'm going to take the bar to see him. This is literally the plot of Legally Blonde. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally, Elle Woods goes to Harvard Law School to see her beloved. He turns out to be a dick. Ace Attorney walkthrough, we uh, watch Legally Blonde. Yeah, there's uh there's that meme of uh Phoenix Wright leaning up against the poster of Elle Woods from Legally Blonde saying, We're really in it now, Elle Woods. That's uh, so it, correct. It's 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 really good. I'll, we'll have to put it in the show notes or something. Um uh somebody somebody uh, a fan artist drew it. it. It's it's truly delightful. So Legally Blonde came out two thousand one, so like Phoenix Wright did see that film. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Attitude. You saw that? He saw that and thought to himself, this is what I should do. I can do that. And then he I did. He did. I feel like I, we, we kind of like broke away from doing the thing about like talking about each day in order. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, we're, we're Lucy. Listen, we're if you Lucy hit Lucy. this episode of the podcast and you don't, haven't watched the stream or are familiar with the cases, what are you doing here? Go watch the stream. 
Yeah. Go, yeah, go watch or, the stream or, yeah, or, or play, play the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or play, uh, play along. Play along's good, too. So who uh, was, like, really surprised or blown away by going into the police records room and encountering, A, first, the terrifying visage of Von Karma looking you dead on instead of from a three-fourths angle? I straight up thought that was a different person. <laughs> he, Von Karma three fourths has an, a jawline, a jawline that's strong. Looking dead on, he looks like an emaciated vulture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is an emaciated vulture. He is, and um, I I guess like on day three we find out that uh, this entire incident on the lake has been orchestrated in an attempt to get revenge on Edgeworth. And that the real villain of the DL6 incident and the mastermind behind this incident is Von Karma, the fucking prosecutor. Prosecutor. Yep. Prosecutor. Prosecutor. The new executor of all form. And there's a uh, note, right, that you find in Yeni Yogi's uh, safe, right, uh-huh. with Von Karma's handwriting that tell that gives all the details for Yogi for what to do to to set up this perfect crime and to frame Edgeworth. And so mm-hmm. you get to take this original note. You take the original note. Phoenix holds it, and he walks directly into the police office, walks past every officer ah! into the back room, and holds it up in front of Von Karma and says, Is this your handwriting, Von Karma? Did you write this? And Von Karma goes, You know what, motherfucker? It is. And then he tases both you and Maya, knocking you both out. And taking the fucking letter. And taking the letter and just uh, presumably destroying it so that there's no evidence. It's it's wild for like a climax, you know, part of the climax of this case to have the literal prosecutor of the case tase you both. Um, I did so not process wild. that. Yeah, at no point did you think to take this letter to a fucking uh, on the photocopy other hand, it first or something i'm begging you and he gets on, away with tasing me in the police station nobody heard anything no... <laughs> i know the right he's is too busy playing chess and that other guy is too busy trying to not divorce his wife he's way too busy um gumshoe wasn't there and he's the only cop i trust yeah. so mm-hmm. you know what makes sense that Phoenix didn't talk to anybody I. I do this thing where I go into the room and I examine every single fucking object. And every time I examine the fucking lady on the wall and it's like, oh, that's not a police officer. That's actually a babes in uniforms calendar. And I'm like, fuck, do they got that for sale? Like, is there more? (laughs) (laughs) I'm judging. Listen, all right. I, I, you know what? I have nothing to defend myself, ACAB. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that there's, uh, if you showed me a lady in a firefighter uniform, is that not hot? I mean, uh, we should support our firefighters. We should support our Different category entirely. Uh, if also, you're looking for some babes in uniform, you will get some throughout the series. Don't worry. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I, so, like, I, the, the police chief, obviously incompetent. That guy on the left, I'm going to call him Jake. He's incompetent. Uh, I don't know what his real name is, and I never will. <laughs> I can't believe you! You're a a fucking insane man! What do you mean? (laughs) 
I got to say this now because I can't I can't just let this drop. The case one dash five. We're literally going to meet another police officer who works there whose name is Jake. How Wait, really? You fucking bastard. <laughs> Bam, Tiago prediction. I'm a fucking, my foresight is five sight. Oh. It's so fucking huge. Genius. If I didn't know any better, I thought you were looking shit up. No, I honestly, no, because there's that one joke about how like every cop looks like a Jake. So okay, just... yeah, right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. So I just assumed he was a Jake. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, I wonder if we should- How anti-cop are we gonna make this <laughs> We already said ACAB, what else? <laughs> what That's we? true, I've already- Listen, if you're one of those people who calls me for donations to police unions, stop. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. no, those, are all, those are all scams anyway. God, alright. So, Phoenix gets fucking jumped mm-hmm. in the records room. No one hears it. Maya uh, steals a, a single piece of evidence out of the folder as Von Karma's leaving, and she's getting tased. She snags a, a little tiny bullet in a little baggie out, out of the folder. Uh, also, I, it's like, Maya's arc through this case also, like, fucking filled me with stress, because I was straight up like, no, Maya, you're useful, trust me. If I did not have you here, I'd be thinking to myself alone, and that's way more <laughs> sad, trust me. Don't get cute faces. I need a funny sidekick to, like, help me do shit. Right. Phoenix Wright, I don't think, can cook. A lo- or, like, bathe by himself. He needs to strap for us. I don't think Maya, Maya can cook either, but... No, Maya can order pizza, though. <laughs> I, Phoenix Wright, I'll say it right now, does not know how to operate a telephone. Because if he, he obviously, did... Phoenix Wright obviously doesn't own an air fryer. all right legit though if you had a fucking cell phone at any point during this fucking video game we'd be able to call up people instead of being like oh i guess he isn't here right now well i guess i'll just have to come back later yeah something you don't think about back when you're in high school and you don't have a cell phone a pager a pager could accomplish what we wanted to do here i shared a a lot of things listen a lot of things in a lot of games could be solved if people just talked to each other I'm just saying a pager, the fucking, the the Pokemon communicator that you use to do, to call Dr. Elm could be the same piece of technology to help you solve this fucking case. Maya hey, and uh, Phoenix can uh, share a cell phone like my friend and I did in uh, 2005 or whenever this game came out. Exactly. <laughs> you just need one friend with a cell phone and then you all ask to use their friend when you need to call your mom. You'd be like, hey, can I use your phone number i gotta call my mom and then your mom mom calls your friend over and over being like hey where's my son mm-hmm. yeah uh, this is all very relatable if this happened to me it's all coming together it's all coming together um so von karma of course fumbles it and like literally he was about to win this fucking court case and all he had to do was properly tase a teenager and he could not do that in the end and also he gives you the layup of Oh, what do you want to do next, Phoenix Wright? You want to cross-examine the parrot? Come on. I That's do! Very good. I, uh, he I'm tempted s- fate too much there. <laughs> I'm so fucking... He was in true Columbo fashion, talking out of his ass. And Col- <laughs> the other character goes, I think I will. Mm-hmm. I uh, think I will. Spe- speaking of Columbo, I just have one little tidbit. Uh, there was a uh, like question and answers with fans from a couple years back in which all the Ace Attorney staff got fed some questions from fans that in a, in a magazine. 
uh, and uh, again, I'm I'm yanking this from Gyakuten Saiban Library just to be clear. Uh, and the question number thirty-eight, uh, a uh, uh, a fan asked Takumi, "How about creating a Columbo game using the mechanics from uh, Ace Attorney?" And Takumi says, "I love Columbo, and I have all forty-five episodes on DVD. Everything after that." I don't consider Columbo. So A, he's not a fan of new Columbo that they did in the 90s. Uh, and then B, uh, this will become a long story if I get started. So you know what? Yes, please. Someone please make that game. I want to play games myself too sometimes. <laughs> As though to say he does not play anything aside from just working on video <laughs> games, which, you know, hey, game dev, I know it's hell. Uh, but yeah. I find that very funny that he's like, I don't want to make it. Somebody else please do it. <laughs> That's so fucking relatable though um another tidbit is that you can see missile in this case missile the dog missile um, yes missile inspired exciting. inspired by takumi's uh, real life dog also so named missile this is my actual second interaction with missile because i played ghost trick phantom detective shoot takumi's other video game series a very by good series, game i mean it's a single fucking game Yes, uh, it's very good. And inside that game, there is also a dog named Missile, and I love Missile to death. Missile I, is so good. I used so like Detective Gumshoe gives you three options on how to solve the Cordy case, <laughs> and I never thought to myself I should take the fucking metal detector, the most useful of the three items. So I chose the dog, and then I chose the fishing rod. I it, only by process of elimination did I use the metal detector, which gave me the fucking answer to the case. Right. Also, like, so a big thing about the DL6 case is that uh, Phoenix pauses so there's two gunshots, but they never find the second bullet. And Phoenix, like, uh, well, uh, 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 and in that moment, I truly also went, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Phoenix, so Phoenix has two options. I don't remember what the first one is. I clicked it randomly just to be like, is that the right one? And it was like, nope. And so the second one was the murder didn't need to take it, but they had to take it. What if it was in him? And then the judge goes, I clearly know you're talking out of your ass, Phoenix, but that's a legit valid point. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> funny bit. It's very funny. And Phoenix goes, yeah, wait a second. And Von Conrad's like, I can't fucking believe this. I was not I talking out of my ass. I had that metal detector in my hands like a baseball bat aimed at that man's head. I was I had solved it. I was ready. You knew that I was you, in him? You were ready from the beginning? <laughs> I wasn't. I as uh, Like, as soon as they were like, where's the second bullet? I was like, my metal detector. My metal detector. Like, I just knew. Um, I, in contrast, I've been sitting in your inventory all this time, know, waiting for use. Waiting for me. And in contrast to earlier, for the, you know, lake murder, where I almost killed myself trying to show everybody the gun, which had been fired three times, so everyone oh, kept saying it had been fired God. twice, and I was so mad that the game was not letting me do it. I, <laughs> I nearly I died. The, I almost <laughs> lost the first day of interrogation because I was like, hey, Lada, you seem to be talking a lot about the fact that this gun was fired twice. Um, It's been fired three times? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck, Lada? Almost died. Uh, uh, yeah, I almost got killed by the judge. I assume that when you run out of gauge, the judge kills you like a Dark Souls boss. 
He just yep. takes out a yep, Glock fades and to black. shoots you. <laughs> Somebody's going to have this new animation of, of the, the last exclamation point exploding and then the, you died. <laughs> <laughs> I think what would happen is that right now the judge is standing on a po- like sitting on a podium. Mm-hmm. Are you standing? Is he sitting or is he standing? He's sitting. He's sitting. He's sitting. I assume that he's sitting, right? But he's sitting at a level where, like, he's actually taller than the rest of us. He's freakishly tall, so that when he stands up, he's, like, two stories tall. And he just kills Phoenix, like, with a hammer. With the gavel. With the gavel, which is actually human size. It turns into a, a megaton gavel. He just has he more crushes... souls. Just has more souls I... than me. <laughs> Every time he pronounces a person guilty, he gets more souls. <laughs> I So, like... You use the metal detector on Vodkarn to determine the bullets inside of him, yeah. and it never occurred to me the bullet was inside of him until I realized he never used his right arm that often. That's why he always snaps to the left, and I was like, huh, interesting. And he also I... does the gripping animation where he grips his his jacket, you know, and yeah. his, his, his left arm there a bit, too. Um, so, like, it never occurred to me that, like, Von Karma was actually part of the fucking incident until Phoenix goes, yeah, the bullet's still inside the killer, and I was like, "Wait, what? Is that why Von Karma? Oh, beep, oh, beep, 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 beep." And then this motherfucker is, oh my god, that scene where he was bashing. So like, we find out it's Von Karma. He admits to being responsible for the DL six incident. He bashes his fucking head into the court stands, and that was scary. Was, he's like, he's real... so mad that he got beat by Phoenix Wright, who he, whom he considers to be an absolute idiot. <laughs> and he's right. I cross-examined like... a parrot. I cross-examined <laughs> a fucking parrot in court. He's and right. He's like, I lost to this bastard. <laughs> he literally lost to a court jester of this court. <laughs> and <Yeah>. like, <laughs> fucking, I, I was just like, yo, Pankama, are you good? The answer is no, he was not good. No. Uh, he was a fucking so, murderer. Miles Edgeworth fucking being like, oh yeah, I'm guilty for the DL6 incident. I was straight up like, objection, Miles, shut the fuck up. Shut up, Miles. Miles what you, are you doing? Miles, you so eight. badly just want to sh- <laughs> say objection and shut up when it happens to you all the time. Yeah. Because it literally does. They're just like, objection, this is ridiculous. And the judge is like, yeah, you're right. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and you're like, but, no. <laughs> uh, like, Miles, I, there's something to be said about his character and that he's willing to carry the guilt of something that he wasn't even sure that he did. And to carry that guilt for fucking, like, what, 16 years or whatever? Mm-hmm. 15. 15. 15 years. The Statue of Limitations, which is a huge fucking 14 years and 364 days. Yeah, exactly. Um... I, this was probably the case where I actually legit started to care about Miles, because it showed me a lot to his character, but, like, I was also just frustrated, because I was like, I'm your attorney, and I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's shut the fuck up Friday! It's <laughs> shut the fuck up Friday! It was. I, I need you to <laughs> shut up. I God, has that. anybody taken that video and done that with Ace Attorney characters, animated them over top of those two lawyers, <laughs> those two attorneys saying, it's shut the fuck up Friday. God, uh, yeah. I, uh, as, as the uh, new resident uh, Miles Edgeworth expert, Rose, um, how did you feel about how they wrapped up Miles's situation here then? Uh, I'm so excited about all of this. Literally, <laughs> like I said, I was messaging 
everyone I knew played Ace Attorney. I was like, you guys, you guys, he thinks he killed his dad. Like, no context. I'm just messaging people at, like, 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. I was um, there for this. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. Um, I hopped on call and you had stopped talking about this. Oh, yeah. Well, that was when I beat the case. That was when I was excited about um, hitting Von Karma in the goddamn face with that uh, the uh, metal detector. So that was all I wanted. I think that might be one of my favorite moments of this entire first game is uh, using the metal detector on Von Karma. It's It's just a great moment of having that item sitting in your inventory for long enough where you're like, where am I going to put this to use? And then finally getting to catch him and it's in front of the entire court, you know, and there's no way out of it kind of thing. And then you get that great breakdown sequence <laughs> oh, from him. Could get his ass. Oh. I would just assume the other attorney is insane for bringing a metal detector. <laughs> I would assume I'm, that, like... I've already insane. I cross-examined that parrot. I, like... I, so, I never thought I was going to use that metal detector again after using it at the fucking, uh... Like, at the beach to find the gas tank to find out who Gordy is. I was just like... This is not going to be relative. How do I prove that Von Karma has the bullet? Oh, I'll check the gun ballistics. And then I see the metal detector, and I'm like, no fucking way. Yes, way. Am I supposed to use... No fucking way. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I liked... I liked Edward already. I could, I could see the tragic backstory. I could sense it. I finally got it. It was great. Um, uh, it, was, it was nice. Uh, also, absolutely wild about the implication that the guy who actually killed his dad is the guy who's been his mentor for the past like 15 years that's definitely not going to come up later and be an issue i bet <laughs> um wait that's actually a good fucking point what the fuck yeah, yeah that's uh a, that's a recipe for some serious daddy issues i love um <laughs> and yeah we're gonna find out how that goes i bet yeah uh, uh, as then for the like wrap up bit, you get this, uh, a short scene. It's not, it's not too lengthy, uh, with all the characters, you know, Gumshoe, Edgeworth, Phoenix and Maya kind of all talking there at the end and exchanging some, you know, congratulations. And they're like, oh, we're going to go out for food. And, you know, a lot of heart takes their picture and you get your little freeze frame. Uh, and then there's like a brief note that like, well, Miles was still technically in detention, so he couldn't come with us to <laughs> go out to eat and have food That's for celebrating so him him being declared innocent, which was like really good. Um, but, That's his uh, punishment for being a dick. The first two cases <laughs> I had with him. That's true. He like, was a pain in my goddamn ass. He actively lied in court, so you know what? He doesn't get to have fun dinner. He gets to have prison food. He said he was. Uh, no, he didn't say. He was sorry. Work he on literally that. never said he was sorry. We're gonna work on that later. Miles <laughs> and I are the... gonna talk. Um, I. So there's a moment where a lot of heart takes the photograph, and she goes, "I'm going to become a paranormal investigator." There's a ghost in the photo. When I first read that line, I was like, "Hey, that's fucking stupid." And then I remember the ghost actually exists, and that she <laughs> was in that photo. <laughs> yeah, and Mia's actually there on the other side. She just like arms crossed, like arms crossed, titties out, fucking <laughs> always titties out. Literally there. Cop lover. Uh, I I love this like the the credits bits. Um, the music for the credits is really good, and you get these little uh, scenes with every character that you encountered throughout the game. You know, kind of like a where are they now 
uh, I don't know, Desi, is it the same for you as it is uh, for me, where this is kind of like nostalgic now coming back to this, even though well, I yeah, literally like just played train. this? Like, I remember being like, oh, this is where he gets fucking tasered, isn't it? I remember this. Because <laughs> I remember being shocked about that. But I, I, I mean, even just specifically like the credits bit, though, too. Like, I, I, for some reason, that credits music gets me every time. I don't know. Oh, if listen. If, if, listen. If you play the main Zelda medley at the end of any Zelda game, I, I will cry. <laughs> like, I will cry. Uh-huh. That is just how I am. So, yes, I do get emotional when they play stuff like that. Uh, that's why I've been using it as the credits music for all the podcast episodes so far. Wait, uh, Really? Yeah, well, I think my bit, I think my bit here is that I'm going to be using the main objection theme of each game and the main credits theme of each game as the intro and outro for every podcast. So as we play through each game, the music will change accordingly. Oh, so I think go. that'll be I think I think that'll be fun. Bit yeah, that sounds pretty good. Well, well you know, watch me change that uh, you know, 6 months in, but who knows. For now that's that's the plan. Nope. If you're in the future, it's- disregard this. <laughs> yeah. If they're in the past, how did you get here? Ooh. Um, so the credits that's... play, and then at the very end of the credits, uh, after all like nine names of people who worked on this game, which is, again is just insane it's that it was absolutely crazy. That uh, it was such a small team for this, uh, and then at the very end of the credits, then you know, hold it pops up, and uh, they reveal, oh yes, there's another case now. So, in the thumbnail for that case, I saw a lady with, like, a pin on her scientist jacket, and I recognize her, but I don't know from where, and I'm like, who are you? Mm. Who are you? Who could it be? I assume, call shot, Phoenix Wright's sister. Alright, is it is it time for us to, to make our predictions? <laughs> yeah, it's prediction hour. <laughs> okay, uh, prediction hour. Alright, prediction time. What, all do right. you, what do you all think for case five? Well, Tiago's made one outlandish prediction which would probably be true. <laughs> yeah, no, I already I already confirmed his other one about the yeah. police oh, officer yeah, named Jake. Jake, so. Jake is there. We've been right oh. about weird things, so uh, I was not right about Santa being responsible for this case. Oh, and yeah. That turned out to be okay. Yeah, that's true. That did not come come to fruition. Uh, well, Santa Larry was kind of responsible for <laughs> Literally he's, everything. He's so. critical, but he wasn't the murderer. <laughs> Fair. Good Did point. not murder anybody. Um, I think Phoenix will, this episode, kiss, kiss, fall in love. <laughs> um, I know one thing that somebody told me about this case, and I'm going to make my prediction, which is that we'll apparently see the inside of Mr. Miles Edgeworth, my new son. Uh, office, and I mm-hmm. predict that it is going to be full of cravats. Um, and mm-hmm. also, that checks out. yeah, and also a giant uh life size Phoenix Wright. But he keeps it. But if he keeps it behind a curtain, that also looks like a cravat. <laughs> okay. Uh, he is a pet monkey. All right. <laughs> Between those three things, that's, one that's of us, just that's just gumshoe. One of us will be right. Oh, gumshoe! Gumshoe has two pet monkeys. One named Gum. One named Shoe. <laughs> uh, I literally have no idea what the next case could even be about. 
it's kind of scary thinking about the next case because part of me is like i think this case does a really good job of wrapping everything up so i can't see why there would be a need for like a post game case we gotta get uh maya back right it, this is fairly standalone, so you have to remember that this was added after all the other game yeah. three games in the first trilogy came out. So this oh. has to be is, yeah. So this this next case has to be standalone, uh, and uh, it it does some really interesting stuff. I will say my recollection of it, and we talked about this briefly with Iroh on the show uh, on the stream, was that um, it's long. So do prepare yourself for that. It's it's even longer than case four. Um, uh, I just just a moment. And this case came out after the whole trilogy. Yes, because remember, games one, two, and three all came out on the Game Boy Advance. Then they re-released game one on the DS, and that is also when it came out in America. But when they released it on the DS, they added case five as extra content to you know to say like hey here's another reason to buy it again and case five also has you'll be very excited to hear ds uh unique features such as using the microphone or the touch screen (laughs) i don't know if the microphone or touch screen works on the 2ds i gave her i believe they have alternate button presses that you can use instead of that but um but yeah, this was at the time where they were like, oh, we got to use the unique uh, gimmicks on the DS. <laughs> hey, they Here's. should bring that back for Animal Crossing because uh, the mic, the like megaphone was the best day in New Leaf. And I want to be able to scream my villain names into the DS microphone. Yeah, so I mean, like they added yelling objection, you know, into the the DS for this one. So that, oh that's that's when they added that feature in here. So you could hold down the Y button and then yell objection into the DS. Dog. Yes. and uh that would that would go here so that, that that was that was kind of when they made all those changes with was with the ds re-release so um i've actually never talked about this but i so now that i know that this case is post trilogy and i'm trying to figure out what is this case gonna have a weird tie-in with apollo justice the quote-unquote fourth game of the series well it it, it happens still in the in the same in the timeline like it, this happens after case four in the timeline understood and I before be game like... two but it is it is added back in later so that yeah so it's it's kind of weird in that sense but uh okay chrono cr- chronologically y'all playing it here it should line up fine it's just you have to remember that it was put in after the fact I was going to change my prediction to include the fact that um, I think that Loki is going to have a kid version of Apollo Justice, and he's going to be in there. I actually, I actually love Apollo. I love his design. I think he's actually really cool. Apollo yeah. is, is, I love him. He's so cute. He's so cool. He's like a a, a spunky lawyer. And I, like, who doesn't like a spunky lawyer? I don't know anything about Apollo Justice. <laughs> So like they were still a little ways away uh, away from him, but we'll we'll get there. There's a girl. There's a girl with the top hat. There's a girl with the top. She's a magician, I think. Wait, yeah. what did you just say Dust? Trucy. Trucy is her name. Yeah, we can't, oh, we can't get we can't get too into the weeds on, on future games quite yet, because we are I literally you, months away. If we tell I, me listen, anything, I'll die. I I'm not gonna tell you anything about Apollo Justice. I'm just gonna have a story in which that like when I was younger, I actually wanted to pick up Apollo Justice when I was a kid because I thought the guy on the cover was so cool. But then people would be like, oh, that's from the Ace Attorney series. And, like, my brain couldn't separate the fact that I would have to play 
three other games in order to appreciate Apollo, so I never played him. I'm just saying this now because I want so that once we're done with the next two games, I'm going to be super pumped for Apollo Justice. I, I want to see that man so badly. Yeah, once we get into those games, there will be some interesting like cultural context uh, that I uh, am hoping to do some research on to to bring some interesting tidbits uh, to the table with that. So uh, we'll we'll do our best uh, when we get there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's case four. That's that's quote unquote the end of the game. Uh- Shout out to Maya's journey for being like, I don't have faith in myself, and me gripping her by the shoulders going, I have faith in you. You're probably the most important person in this fucking office. Yeah. And she's going to go learn to be a a spirit medium. Oh, Charlie is... I don't think that's his real name. VIP, very important plant. Very important plant? (laughs) Definitely Charlie, I checked. Yep. Oh, it is Charlie. Okay. Yeah, if you uh, exa- if you go to the office and you examine Charlie, it's like this is Charlie. Yeah, you're right. You're you, that is correct. It is Charlie. Um, I love this case, and I love Miles Edgeworth. Um, that's it. And you're you're gonna get some more Miles Edgeworth in the next case too. Um, oh, he's gonna you, be so fucking sad. I'm all there, about it. There, there's gonna be some very funny bits that you are not. Uh, that I think y'all will not be anticipating that will pop up here. So I think uh, it'll, there'll be some good bits. And like, again, like I said, this one is a pretty big case. It has a lot of NPCs and, and various characters that you meet. Um, so I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be fun to dig into. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, we are going to work on playing case one dash five, which is rise from the ashes next. Um Basically, that which will be two weeks from when you're hearing this episode. And uh, you can keep an eye on our YouTube channel as well for the streams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod to stay up to date on the latest episodes. And uh, like I said, we, we post there uh, often with uh, various Ace Attorney jokes and memes and links for when the streams go live or the YouTube VODs if you want to catch them uh, at your leisure later. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Yotzeben. Uh Desi, where can people find you? At yes, this is Des on Twitter. All right, and Tiago, where can people find you? At Tiago S Butra on Twitter. All right, and Rose, how about you? Uh, you can find me at Tom Arts on Twitter, and if you are interested in any uh reasonably priced commissions for illustration work. Please hit me up. I'm, I'm, please help me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, commission, commission Rose, she does commission great work. Rose. Yeah, she, she does, does art for the game that I run from which, uh, and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's good shit. Uh, we, we, uh, love and support all our friends here. So, uh, we'll, we'll absolutely plug commissioning Rose here. Commission um, all of us. We have a small enough audience. I don't feel awkward. Yeah, commission everybody. What the hell? Commission everyone. <laughs> commission all four of us to record a podcast episode for you about anything you want. And well... just in general, commission commission artists. You know, yeah. you know, we've been some NFTs. yeah. Fuck NFTs. There's been <laughs> some NFT NFTs. shit going around. Just pay artists. Like NFT bullshit is, is pay Rose, silly. Pay Des. Pay Ben. Pay me. <laughs> Pay all of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and with that, 
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you will, if you can't pay us, we hope that you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which just recently added reviews, uh, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, the reviews really do help. They bump us up in rankings and make us visible to other people. We don't pay to advertise or do anything like that. We're just doing this for fun. So if you like this show uh, and if you want uh, to just tell other people about us, it means a whole lot to us. Uh, and it means we'll be able to keep doing this more. Uh, the next episode, again, is 1-5 Tackling Rise from the Ashes two weeks from now. We hope that you'll come back and listen along with us then. Uh, and until then, stay tuned. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.